Hi, Pod Patrol, and welcome to this episode of Thinking About Writing. Hi, Robin. Producer here. What? This show's got a producer? For the sake of this bit, sure. Just got some notes on the episode so far. Felt like that opening could be a bit more enthusiastic. Um, yeah, all right, sure. Hi, Pod Patrol! I said enthusiastic, not deranged. Also noticed you're very reliant on alliteration, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I like alliteration. Which is fine. It just feels like you're using it as a bit of a crutch to cover for your whole lack of personality thing. Well, okay, going for the jugular there. No need to be so sensitive. Well, look, if you think it works, that's your funeral. I, I mean, choice. Whatever. But this opening, it just it just needs work, really. Ideally, it should be more like, I don't know. Hi, Pod Patrol, and welcome to this episode of Thinking About Writing. What do you think? I'm not sure I really see the difference. Um, but sure, thanks. That's really useful feedback. Really appreciate it. But hang on, Pod Pals. That's right, I'm talking to you again now. Did that conversation, essentially with myself, not only make you question my mental well-being, but also the trials and tribulations that come with receiving criticism? Because this episode is all about criticism, you silly listeners. Oh no, you're not silly, really. I didn't mean it. I take it back. This time we'll be looking at some of the different types of script notes a writer may receive, how to take and indeed give criticism, and how it can play a vital part in your development as a writer. This is basically a blog I wrote a while back, which I gave myself some notes on, so it might be even better. Or worse! There's only one way to find out. So come on, folks. Let's don our diving apparel, plunge into the forbidden depths, and wrestle the giant squid of thinking about writing. Thinking about writing. Crucially, criticism. Mm. Still going with the alliteration, I see. Hi, I'm Robin Taylor, comedy writer and script editor unextraordinaire. And this is Thinking About Writing, a podcast which aspires to analyse and consider some of the terminology and practices involved in script writing and storytelling. I don't know why I changed quite a few of the words that time, but wasn't it fun? It's for anyone who is writing or thinking about writing for the goggle box, the silver screen, the wireless or theatre. The, well, you know, the stage, but we say the stage. It doesn't work as well as the other ones. Moving on. It can also provide some noise to persuade potential burglars or nosy neighbours that there's a man in your house talking incessantly about literary theory in case you're worried about getting burgled or just perceived as unpopular. This home is currently filled with fun and interesting people. That ought to do it. So, yes... Criticism. Encouraging, demoralising, challenging, infuriating, inspirational criticism. 
As much as we all love being praised and told we're amazingly fantastic and almost frighteningly sexy, criticism is a constant and vital element of writing. It pushes us to improve and adapt, so it's important to find a way to react to script notes which is good for everyone involved. Early on in a writer's career, it can be tricky to obtain reliable critiques, so any notes you do receive should be mined for maximum usefulness. It's also necessary to keep a check on emotional responses, to make sure you don't take criticism personally, let it knock your confidence, nor overinflate your ego. And at the same time, it helps to recognise that every response to a script, even if they sometimes seem stupid and wrong, can indicate an area in the writing which may not be functioning properly. But before we get into how to handle criticism... (laughs) Oh no, I'm already saying criticism... Criticism. Criticism? We should have a think about how to get it, and take into consideration those writers who may be reluctant to receive it. Thinking about putting your work out there. One of the biggest hurdles a new writer can face is getting the confidence to actually show their writing to somebody else. And this is completely understandable. It's a very vulnerable thing to do akin to asking someone if your belly button looks normal. Sort of. Ideas which have simply and safely existed inside our head are made to feel much more real when somebody else looks at them. Unlike belly buttons. Maybe it was a bad analogy after all. Understandably, a natural concern may be someone else simply won't like the project that you've put your heart and soul into. Even writers who've produced a boatload of scripts and received all kinds of plaudits might still have that worry when they send off a new idea. What if it's just not good? Now, if you're only writing for your own pleasure, as a hobby or a form of self-expression, that can be a great and wonderful thing within itself. You might not need to show your writing to anyone and can keep it hidden away, just like your belly button. But on the flip side of this, it can be a very nice and special thing to share our thoughts, feelings and creativity with someone else. God, listen to me being all sincere. I'm going to need a lie down after this. Plus, when it comes to scripts, they are essentially written to be performed. So hiding them away is perhaps holding them back from their potential raison d'etre. Now I'm speaking French. I'm not sure I've got the energy for this. If your aim is to be a professional writer, then of course it will be a necessity for someone to read your work at some point. It's quite difficult to make much money otherwise. And criticism is a fundamental part of the creative world. Unless you're self-producing, there are numerous people who are literally hired to offer criticism. Producers, executive producers, script readers and editors, commissioners, heads of department, channel controllers, and then, of course, eventually, an audience and critics. And those different levels of consultants will offer different thoughts, as we'll discover. Our instinct might be that criticism is mostly negative, hence it's easier to avoid it, especially if we're lacking in confidence. But it can also be encouraging whether that's simply in the form of praise or the fact that someone is helping you to improve, which indicates they take your efforts seriously. So while it is natural to be nervous, finding the self-belief to show someone else your writing can be the first step from turning a writing career from a dream to more of a reality. 
disclaimer, showing your script to someone does not guarantee a writing career. So this is a rallying cry to put yourself out there, flash your belly button at the world, and let others enjoy and admire it. I'm sorry that I held on to that metaphor for this long. (laughs) I just, I needed the metaphor. But if you are going to be showing your work off, it raises the question, who's the best person to show your script to when starting out? Thinking about criticism from friends and family. So as much as we're encouraging confidence and taking first steps here, don't see this as a command to confidently stomp into the head offices of Netflix and boldly slap the rough draft of your first ever script onto the big cheese's desk. It's usually wise to start off closer to home. After all, it's nice to get some kind encouragement early on, rather than a brutal creative kicking. The most natural resource you can use for this is asking friends or family to read your script for you. Hopefully they're nice people who are fond of you and want to support you. If not, maybe get some better friends or divorce your family. The person you pick will presumably be someone you trust, are close to and who doesn't have two dozen scripts already sitting in their inbox waiting to be read. And it's therefore a safe way to get that first reader. You may want to think about the kind of person you want to read it. Some people are naturally more blunt than others, but maybe you respond more to a kick up the bum than a pat on the head. The supportive nature of friends can mean their responses may be limited to, I liked it. And while that is certainly a nice thing to hear, it might not be the insightful kind of input you're hoping for. Equally, don't take positivity too far to the extent that you think, well, my friend liked it, so everyone else should too. The fact is that most people simply aren't used to reading scripts. They undoubtedly watch or listen to scripted content, but that is a very different experience to reading it. So they may struggle to articulate or lack confidence in their opinions. Often their thoughts may be an emotional rather than analytical response. And that's still valid and good to hear, but there may be ways to get more constructive thoughts. You can guide friends by asking questions about areas which are causing you doubt. Was the story clear enough? What did you make of that scene? It's also possible to take a seemingly innocuous comment such as, I really like that character, and then apply your own analysis. Does that mean that character deserves a more pivotal role? Or do you need to do more work on the other characters to get them up to the same level? Over time, you can train friends to be more critical, but obviously that requires willingness on their part. And remember that if you've asked them to critique, you can't really be upset when they do, unless they're unnecessarily harsh, when it's again a case of picking someone who doesn't have aspirations to be the next Gordon Ramsay and starts calling you Billy F*** script. Remember that anyone who isn't in the industry and reads your script is doing you a kindness, and it's good to appreciate and be considerate of that. Try not to take some enthusiasm as an invitation to bombard them with every single draft unless they've said they'd like to see them. And some people just don't have the time or inclination to read a script. If that's the case, simply find someone else who does. It's certainly not worth tainting a relationship because there's an awkward air over the fact they haven't read your 300-page abstract lusty opus about the invention of 
vary bifocal lenses. A possible way to avoid such tensions with your loved ones and to get more technical feedback could be seeking out some kindred spirits. Thinking about finding fellow writers. The next natural step would be to find fellow writers to look at your work for you. The reasons for this are pretty apparent. They'll be more attuned to understanding scripts. They'll presumably have written and hopefully read some. They might have even done some studying on the subject. So they'll be more familiar with the technical side and may be able to offer more helpful feedback. And there's also a more mutual benefit that you can exchange scripts and assist one another, creating a greater incentive for both parties. Such people may be found in local writers' groups or through online resources. Twitter has a very vibrant screenwriting community, or maybe you could locate someone like-minded on the Thinking About Writing Twitter page, at writing underscore pod, if we end up with more than six followers. Fingers crossed. One thing to be conscious of when working with writers is that they could have an inclination to attempt to rewrite rather than critique. They could offer instructions, send back the script plastered with suggestions for alternative lines, or simply just write a new draft of the script. In fact, this can happen across the board when seeking feedback. Producers may do it. Friends naively trying to help could do it. This is something it's really wise to avoid. A writer should maintain ownership of their script, unless it's a recognised collaboration or you've specifically asked someone else to do a rewrite. And I'd suggest that's not a wise thing to do anyway. Taking on suggestions from someone else removes your agency. If you were to get to production level, you don't want to be awkwardly ringing up your mate, asking them for alternative lines every time you reach a tricky patch. Instructive notes could be a jumping-off point for the writer to find a better line which suits their style, but there can still be a nagging sense that it's not quite yours. We'll get on to what makes good notes in a bit, but fundamentally they should be about helping the writer write, not doing the writing for them. Giving the note, they should say this, leaves no room for agency. Even a less specific instruction like, they should fight here, might not sit well with the writer, who knows the characters better than the note-giver, and can simply think, no, they wouldn't fight. A better note might be, the tension between these characters is interesting, can you find more ways to show that or take it further? Then a suggestion may still have been made, but it's up to the writer whether and how they realise that. So it's wise to resist someone inadvertently taking over your project with these kind of notes and making sure you're not doing the same thing to someone else. A key thing which helps is to have a clear understanding between the parties what is expected or wanted. Saying all that, a possibility in meeting other writers is that you could find someone you do want to collaborate or partner with then you totally have to get used to the idea of someone making major suggestions and rewriting your work because it'll be a shared endeavour. Writing partnerships can be amazing things. Creative history is full of very successful examples like Galton and Simpson, the Williams Brothers, or Shakademus and Pliers. 
If you do meet someone who you really connect with, who inspires and excites you, and where you bounce ideas back and forth like a jolly old game of badminton, then that can definitely be worth exploring. A writing partner can be like an automatic criticism exchange, as well as someone who can motivate you because you're in it together. Like all relationships though, they can be hard to figure out and get right. You don't want someone who opposes and reworks every single word you write, because that isn't a collaboration. But equally, someone who thinks exactly like you and agrees with everything you do might not challenge you to improve. If you can figure it all out though, it can become a lifetime of cooperation. If you're more of a solitary writer though, it can still be worth seeking out a community of kindred spirits as you may find similar forms of encouragement and camaraderie which makes what can be the very isolated experience of writing slightly easier. And you can all moan about unresponsive producers or how bargain hunt isn't as good as it used to be, is it? Essentially, notes from friends and peers are the first step on the journey of a script. They allow you to believe in its potential and do preliminary improvements, but with the aim of then taking your work beyond these comfort zones and out into the industry. A natural first location for this is writing opportunities, schemes and competitions, which leads us on to the topic of... Thinking about opportunities and unfortunately rejections. So one form of criticism a writer can get comes from entering their work in a writing call-out and basically getting judged. The harsh reality is that a lot of responses new writers will receive are rejections. Sending your scripts to competitions or open submissions are great avenues for new writers, but highly competitive. Often thousands of entries can be whittled down to maybe a dozen finalists or even just a single winner. There are schemes which charge a fee and it's worth researching those to make sure it's not a grift and worth the expenditure. There are also opportunities with specific requirements, such as a regional focus, which it's smart to keep an eye out for in case you fit the remit. These focused initiatives will naturally tend to have lower numbers of entries compared to a big open call. Quite often a rejection will be a generic message or no notification at all even. This can be very disheartening, but it is a matter of dusting yourself off and trying again. However, this doesn't necessarily mean just sending the exact same script somewhere else or to the same competition the following year. This could be an opportunity to have another look at the project, see if there are any improvements that can be made or explore another concept, since many opportunities don't accept a script which has been submitted before anyway. If you progress to the later stages of a competition, you can potentially receive a rejection with notes. There are also opportunities which have an entrance fee and guarantee feedback. These tend to come in the form of what we'll call a poo sandwich. This means a positive introduction, mostly criticism about the areas which aren't entirely working, and then a bit of encouragement to say keep going though at the end. A wise mantra that note givers are told is don't gush, don't crush. So this type of feedback can feel slightly neutral. This can also be because the person giving the notes probably doesn't play a part in the final decision. 
So if they are too effusive, and then the writer doesn't get through for any manner of reason, it would be confusing and annoying, and everyone would be writing angry letters to Anne Robinson asking her to investigate. She's still on Watchdog. I don't, I don't watch it. <laughs> I do not watch that dog. I'm not calling Anne Robinson a dog, though. Oh, she's going to write me angry letters. Oh, oh, it's all going wrong. Even with this intended, balanced approach, these kind of notes can still be tricky to take at first, because it can be tempting to focus purely on the negativity and feel like you're not good enough. A failure, a disgrace to your keyboard. But it's important not to dwell on such thoughts. Use any disappointment as fuel to fire your efforts to improve your work. And remember that the mere fact you're getting these notes demonstrates that the reader, or multiple readers if there are several stages, have seen potential in you and they think you can learn and develop by focusing on particular areas that you can strengthen. In this situation, look for these specifics and then consider how you can work on them. If it's something technical like structure or clarity, these can be learned through training courses, lectures, books, or entertaining and informative podcasts. Eh? If it's something more artistic, such as voice or originality, these are things you need to develop personally. Explore ways of giving your characters more defined or distinctive identities. Or create concepts which are more unique or perhaps personal to you. These kind of notes should also encourage you to think of your script in a more holistic way, including your overall intention and how you expressed it. Bear in mind that even if you end up a finalist or a winner, you'd still receive these kind of critical notes. So even winning doesn't mean you just get a certificate saying, congratulations, you're the best. If you've entered a few of these competitions without much success, it can be demoralising. But if you make it through the first or second round, that's still a distinction which you can use to show progress and which can hopefully drive you on to try and get a higher ranking next time. Even if you don't make it all the way, it can put you on a radar, meaning the next time you submit, it can be seen that you've tried before. Your script might have been well received, if seen as a bit too raw, and it can be observed if and how you've improved. If you're not making it through the first round, that doesn't mean you should give up, but perhaps take it as impetus to do more research on successful scripts, challenge yourself further, and improve your writing. And while these schemes can feel like a lot of time and effort, entering them improves your chances of success by 100% compared to if you don't. I figured that out using a calculator. You can also obtain notes by using a script consultant, but these are generally paid services and it is a matter of deciding whether they would be suitable for you or not. There are some readers, particularly on Twitter, who offer pay-what-you-can-afford or even free reading services, which may be worth investigating. Some of these notes may, of course, vary in quality, but in some ways, that may set you up for the next tier. Industry Notes Thinking about industry notes Outside the world of competitions, it can be possible to make a contact with a producer and persuade them to read your script. 
a tricky but not impossible undertaking, which relies more on making a personal connection through networking. And this is where that progression in schemes, dedication to writing, and even self-producing can be really useful to show you take things seriously. However, this will also often result in a rejection and doesn't guarantee significant feedback. Producer notes can be quite vague and not particularly constructive, such as, it wasn't for me. This can be frustrating because it doesn't give you anything tangible to work on and improve. It can be tempting to try to push for more detail, but be very cautious about this. It really depends on the relationship you have with the producer, and the fact is that often if they wanted to give you more specific notes, they probably would have done so already. Much as I suggested your friends don't have two dozen scripts waiting to be read, many producers do. So their time is stretched, and they can't really spend it on projects they don't intend to pursue. It might be possible to get a chat out of an interaction like this, which is always useful. Again, even just for the morale boost of being taken seriously. And while the pandemic has been a load of rubbish, it has opened up the possibility of more virtual interactions. In fact, in-person conversations, whether in the physical or the cyber realm, are really nice to have. Notes can be cold and clinical, while a chat can feel more personal and encouraging. Plus, it's good practice to talk passionately about a project and discuss your vision and intentions. As mentioned in the Thinking About Ideas episode, sometimes you may simply be told that something very similar to your idea is already in development, in which case it may be a matter of moving on to another concept while recognising that you still have a sample of your writing in your pocket. Although maybe keep it in a bag instead, as it'll get all crumpled in your pocket and make it quite awkward when you sit down. Most of the time, it's best to thank the producer for reading the script and then asking if it's okay to send them future examples of your work, thus maintaining a positive relationship. It's important to note with these kind of rejections that, unless the reader specifically asked for it, you shouldn't send them a rewrite of the rejected script. That doesn't mean you can't take this free advice, rework the script and then send it somewhere else. Thinking about development. So if you find yourself with a producer who's into your concept and asking you to write a script, you may believe that you've finally made it, and all you really need to worry about now is what you'll wear to the Oscars. Insert topical Will Smith joke here, which won't be topical by the time this is released. But this isn't only where the hard work begins, it's also a test to see how you respond to notes and what a working relationship with you would be like when you're receiving criticism. It may seem like an obvious point, but don't be overly argumentative or belligerent. Our scripts are our precious babies, and at times it can be too tempting to protect them from any perceived attacks, like a mother bear savagely mauling a hiker who inadvertently got too near to her cubs. If you say no and disagree with every suggestion a producer makes, it not only suggests that you would be difficult to work with, you're actively devaluing the other person's opinions. It's best practice to be receptive to suggestions. To think them over and respond with solutions and compromises rather than roadblocks.
If something isn't clear, you can ask for clarification. If you need more time to consider it, you can respond by saying you'll take a look at it. Of course, if you powerfully believe that a suggested change would fundamentally damage the script, then you have the right to argue your case. As with many things in life, it's about how you express yourself. If you come across as aggressive, while you may think it seems strong, it could be that the producer sees you as uncooperative or even arrogant, and that might deter them from working with you. At the same time, don't try so hard to be agreeable that you're giving the thumbs up to notes you don't understand or have no intention of implementing. Otherwise, when you submit the next draft and you've apparently ignored points that you'd agreed to, it will give the impression that you don't really listen. It can be helpful when sending follow-up drafts to summarise what you have done to address the notes you received, as well as acknowledging any that you didn't follow and why. Be aware that there's a high chance that praise will diminish even more at this more practical stage of development, because people are essentially getting on with it rather than pandering to an ego. They'll potentially only focus on critiquing what isn't working rather than complimenting what is. A wise producer once told me, if we don't mention something, that's because it's good. We're only giving you notes on the parts which need to be as good as the rest. With this in mind, don't be tempted to rampantly rewrite an entire script because of a couple of criticisms, or even things which didn't get criticised at all. You could inadvertently get rid of good material in your fervour. You don't want to throw out your baby with your bathwater, or vice versa, depending on whether you value your bathwater or your baby more highly. It's about remembering that Hopefully, no one is trying to demean or belittle you. They're trying to help you improve and strengthen your work. Every once in a while, it's possible that you may get notes that you simply don't agree with, where it feels like the producer just doesn't get what you're trying to do. Obviously, this can be difficult, particularly if you feel this is a rare opportunity to work with someone and progress your career. It requires personal strength and resolve to see if you can find a way to work through these apparently crossed wires. But sometimes it may be necessary to recognise you and your producer have just got completely contrasting opinions, and doing what they ask would result in changing your idea too much, or writing something you don't want to. In that case, it's probably not the right working relationship for you. But... Hopefully, if someone likes your work in the first place, they'd never offer those kind of destructive notes. At their best, professional notes should really be about collaboration. And indeed, much of this speaks to the big question, what is the best way to offer criticism? Thinking about what makes for good notes. So by now, you might have noticed that my personal philosophy is more about encouragement and hugs than harsh lessons firmly taught. So it won't be much surprise that I believe criticism should be constructive and supportive. Optimum notes assist the writer in achieving their vision, which of course requires understanding what their vision may be. And sometimes this even means helping them figure out what their vision actually is. Sometimes the best notes are actually questions. Why do you want to write this story? What are you trying to say or explore? 
How do you want to do that? This helps a writer sharpen their intentions and strengthen their resolve. When an idea pops into our head, we can get so caught up in imagining it that we lose track of the initial aim and good criticism can remind us of that. Notes can criticise, of course, but not in a way that crushes the spirit, rather that inspires and challenges. How you frame things make the difference, and rather than expressing in negatives, you can encourage. Saying it was dull just knocks someone's confidence, whereas there was room for more action and incident, still identifies an issue but offers the potential of fixing it. Equally, focusing on the positive can make a writer feel energised. This is good, but you could make it even better. This section isn't as strong as other parts of the script, so you can clearly get it up to that same level. Sometimes writers can be inclined towards the easy first option when writing, and having someone persuade or even give them permission to take more bold and adventurous steps can really help. Good notes push, but they don't shove. They also explain themselves, They don't just say cut this scene, but rather this scene feels like a repetition of an earlier moment and doesn't seem necessary. You could cut it to free up more time elsewhere or cut down the duration. Thus, the writer is informed about why the note has been given and has more knowledge which would influence whether they take the suggestion or not. Because I think good notes are also general suggestions which the writer is free to take on or dismiss – since that respects their autonomy and doesn't dictate. Though, to play devil's advocate, there is a risk that kind notes can be easier to dismiss, and sometimes cold hard truths do provoke more reaction than sweetness and light. If a writer feels the script is basically fine, they might be complacent, while someone who's been told of serious concerns will look at the writing more forensically. Again, it may depend what the writer responds best to and the nature of the note-giver. While the context of the concept should influence criticism, so should the status of the script. If the writer is literally on the verge of submitting to a contest or a big cheese, they don't want major fundamental notes asking them to reconsider the very essence of the concept, as that could require a ton of work or diminish their confidence. They probably want simple little fixes, or maybe just a proofread. And if you are that writer, it might be worth asking yourself, why are you seeking criticism at such a point? Do you just want some validation? I mean, fair enough. Yum, yum, validation. But you can also choose to believe in yourself. Go on, you're super. Again, this may be a matter of being clear about what you want, which of course requires figuring out what you want and why. Good notes hopefully don't overwhelm either. If they focus on every tiny issue, it can be too much to take on board. It's worth prioritising and saying, let's focus on this for now and we can worry about that later, recognising the bigger picture issues which will solidify the foundations of the script. Realistically, in the rewriting process, smaller issues can naturally be fixed or simply disappear as the script transforms. At the same time, as a script gets closer to its final form, then it's worth getting into the minutiae of each moment, as hopefully by that point the core of the concept is established and clear, 
so there's an opportunity to look at little details rather than the bigger picture. Good notes are considered and considerate. They recognise what will help the writer wherever they are in the life cycle of the script. And are all notes we receive good? No. So does that mean bad notes are bad? Also no. I mean, yes, but no. Okay, we need another section here. Thinking about appreciating criticism, even when it's not particularly great. It's important to remember that whenever you receive a note, there's always something there to be considered. The reader may not express it very well, or they could offer a solution that you don't care for, but the fact is that they responded in a way where they felt something wasn't quite right, and it's your task to figure out appropriate ways to fix it. Sometimes these can be small and simple. If you're told that a character isn't likeable, that doesn't mean you need to get rid of them or drastically alter them. Rather, look for moments where they can show their humanity and behave empathetically, so the audience can better understand them. Other times, these notes may be a bigger undertaking. If the conclusion of the story is seen as unfulfilling, you may have to go back to the very beginning and rework every step of the plot, or even replace it with a whole new one. There can be a moment of dread where you're getting page-by-page notes and it begins with, right, page one, and you think, oh, God, here we go, as you were hoping they might start on page five. But then again, page one might be the big note, then the rest is all fine. All in all, open-mindedness makes taking criticism easier than a defensive or defeatist stance. At times, you may get a note where you think the reader has simply missed important information, and maybe they have. But remember that you know this story inside out. It's possible that while you know what is happening, you may not have made it entirely clear and maybe you need to add in little moments to increase that clarity. While your brain is full of backstory and character details, if it isn't apparent on the page, then it isn't evident to the reader, and an audience would share this confusion. This is the benefit of notes, as they offer an outside perspective, which can express what someone coming to your work with no prior knowledge would experience. Criticism requires resilience, obviously, It's basically inviting someone to tell you what you're doing wrong. But that's how you improve. As stated, you might get notes which aren't great, and part of the challenge of being a professional writer is bouncing back. Knowing how to handle them and satisfy the person who gave them that you have taken them on board in some capacity. And allowing others to critique you can help you to improve critiquing yourself. Thinking about self-criticism. Big parts of this episode have focused on giving notes. And you may think, for God's sake, Robin Taylor, I just want to receive criticism. I don't want to give it, you snorting charlatan. Seriously, like, can you stop humiliating me, please? Because while I respect your feelings, it's good to recognise that self-criticism is a major part of improving as a writer. If you believe everything you write is pure gold, it's going to be hard when people tell you otherwise. And you won't challenge yourself to improve. Rewrites are improvements because it's a case of looking at what you have and making it stronger. And really a writer should be able to complete new drafts without outside input. 
just based on your own understanding and analysis. Much as a note giver would, you can ask yourself, what am I trying to do in this script, this scene, this dialogue exchange? How can I make it do that in the most effective way? Sometimes stepping back and reviewing the script can help you see if the vision has become a bit muddy. That's why walking away from a script for a while is often recommended, because you can come back and look at it with fresh eyes, or even outside eyes, or via binoculars if you walked that far away from it. At the same time, as humans, we can often be our own worst critics – And this can be very difficult if we fall into paralysis, worrying we're not good enough. We can rework scripts too much, hold back on showing them to others. Much like crushing notes are bad, being too harsh on yourself isn't good either. Recognising your strengths is important. But it can also be liberating to acknowledge doubts and weaknesses. It's entirely valid to send off a script knowing that it's not perfect, especially if you're getting notes, since the whole point is helping you improve the script. You may even want to acknowledge the things that are irking you as it might help the reader focus in on those problems, or they might not share your concerns and be able to put your mind at rest. Really satisfying notes can acknowledge issues the writer was aware of and encourage or stimulate solutions via a different point of view. And eventually you will get to a point where you get those notes saying, I've got no more notes. This is great. Let's send it off. Let's do it. Let's make it. And that makes all the notes that came before all the more sweet. Until the next person up the chain reads it and they say they've just got a couple of notes. Hi, Robin. Producer here. Are you going to wrap this up and ask if criticism is actually important at any point? I was just about to. So, is criticism important? Absolutely. It helps us grow and improve. Whether it's thoughts from friends, professional notes, or your own internal critiques, recognising what could be better. Of course they can come with flaws, like anything in life, and it's a matter of figuring out ways to navigate getting critiques. Perhaps one way is to recognise that nothing is absolute. Criticisms are essentially opinions, and as such shouldn't be taken as definitive. It's about finding the truth within them that speaks to you, or the opposition which clarifies your aims and intentions in your writing. Rejections and tough critiques shouldn't be taken as signs to give up, and believing in yourself and your abilities are absolutely vital. But being open to the thoughts of others can help you, particularly if you translate them into advice that works for you. Because ultimately, the benefit of any kind of criticism is that it gives you something to think about. Aha! That's sort of the name of this podcast. Another episode is almost complete. So there you go. Seek out criticism, but not in the way that makes you cry in the shower. Seriously, though, I do respect and admire anyone who finds the confidence to put themselves out there creatively. So if you haven't and you want to, take that plunge. Go on. (laughs) 
please. <laughs> you don't have to, but oh, uh, uh. and while we've talked about receiving notes today, the next question is how to apply them, which we'll explore in our future episode, Thinking About Editing, in which we'll all get to enjoy the weird way I say editing as much as we enjoyed the weird way I say criticism. Maybe I wasn't cut out for this speaking lark, I don't know. If you want to criticise this podcast, well, this is inviting a world of pain. <laughs> you can do so via Twitter at writing underscore pod or write a review. Do try to remember the bit where I said good criticism is supportive. Please. You can also subscribe so you know as soon as an episode is available. And then you can listen and rage and go, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Join us next time where we can think about more writing-focused topics of interest. And until then, go do some writing or some reading. Give someone some lovely notes which will make their day. Obviously get their consent first. Don't just send some extensive thoughts to someone who didn't ask for them. That'd be really weird. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Thinking About Writing is edited by Peter Thompson, music by Chris Stamper, illustration by Matt Miles, and designed by Adam Smith. Thinking about writing. Was that really the best take we had on that? I just don't think he's a very good singer. <laughs>